Welcome back to the Kids in Need of Grace podcast, where the mission is to build the kingdom one sibling at a time. Um, We're back with episode three. Episode three is actually the second half of the last episode we had on identity and authority titled, Who Are You? So this is going to be Who Are You? Part two. In this one, we actually take a little bit of transition in the conversation. If you remember, I had my friends Walter, Bryant, and TJ with me. Um, And in this half, we talk a lot more about identity as a man and submission as a man. Um, I think those are topics that sometimes get kind of confused in um, a biblical sense, like what it means to submit. I know that you know that the Bible calls um, women to submit to their husbands, but men are also supposed to be submitted to Christ. So we we unpack that a little bit and um, how we are to walk in this world as men, as men that are godly men and kingdom men versus just being a man or versus just being a male. Um, I mean, so, um, yeah, I really hope that you get something out of this one that's um, going to bless you. I, I know it blessed me, and it definitely blessed us uh, as a group. So, um, yeah, please check it out and let me know what you think. Peace. And this is a little bit of a segue, but, you know, with having all y'all here, I wanted to talk about, like, what it looks like to have authority as a man. Because we know that yeah. uh, that's authority that he's given us to walk in as well. Um, and even, you know, uh, that came up. I guess the idea that came up looking at Ephesians as well, looking at, you know, Ephesians 5 and kind of what it says about, um, you know, loving your wives and uh, let me get, let me give you all a chance. We're looking at Ephesians 5, 25. Um, It says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of the body. Um, Just as Christ loves the church. Like, I think it's so cool that, um, you know, you bring up how Jesus knew who he was because he knew who his father was. And he was aligned you know, completely and perfectly with the Father. So there was nothing you could tell him or do do to him that would take him away from his authority and his ability to work in right. the way he was uh, designed to work. Exactly. And that that same power and that same, um, I don't want to say metaphor, but that vision is kind of how our relationship ought to work with, you know, our wives and things right. kind of like that. And um, how there's authority in that, he's given us authority in that, but, but through that, um, there's blessing and through that you know we're able to um i'm trying to figure out the best like he talks about sanctifying the church like sanctify the woman in our lives right and make her feel uh comfortable make her feel all that she's supposed to be as well through our authority through us walking in who he created us to be um so i know that's a little bit so we don't have to dive super deep into that if you don't want to right now but that's something else that i want to talk about is being a man and, and the identity of, of what that right. looks like so it can get deep now i think it's i think it truly shows like where we are now i don't think we took enough time to look at it from this right. perspective um men have an identity that we don't walk in it's like the door scenario and i never looked at it that way but he walked in the room he said who he was and where he came from, who his mm-hmm. father was. 
And so if we walk into every room, identify ourselves according to who we are and where we come from, right. and it changes the room. So people have so well they know so for you to know it now everyone knows what Thor is exactly. Right. But if you look at the first God made man first, mm-hmm. and he gave him a wife. Right. The first thing that wife did was have a son. Mm-hmm. She had another son. Then that son was killed by his brother. Right. Then to me she has another kid and she give guys give him another son. It's something different about being a son. Because like you said, we hold that authority and God's always going to address that man first. But oftentimes what doesn't happen in today's time in our life is there are not enough men doing what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Identifying with each other. And then we just don't, can't just identify because a lot of men can be in the world identified. We have to begin to address right. the things that are not happening. And there's so many false identities. Mm-hmm. So then there's this false perception. Come on of men in the world today. Right. It's mm-hmm. true. There's a false perception because there's a false identity claiming who we are. Right. So I'm pretty sure all you guys have a job, right? Yeah. All you guys make pretty decent money, right? right. There's a falsified identity about black men that's going around right now because the presentation of something that's not real. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of being sons of God, there's an identity. To, and I think that's the thing that God is calling us to take back. But we right. can't sit on the background and wait for anybody else to identify it, but it starts not with us speaking about it. It's that men addressing men and say, "Hey, bro, are you really walking your identity." Right. I think that's a beautiful thing about us coming together and talking. It's like, man, let's get together and talk about real life things. Like, yeah, we go into the Bible, but there's this realistic life we have to live in. An example you gave was so true because, like, how many people go live a life somewhere else, following behind someone? And listen, you're following behind someone that you right. should be leading. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so God said, it's not that they can't work. Right. But when you went, you was out of position because no yeah. one was, you weren't taking someone with you. You was following someone. Mm-hmm. So I got to take you back to a place to give you back your identity, which is your authority. You see what I'm saying? So God had to send somebody. You said a woman, right? God had to send, watch this note. Let's pick this up. God had to send something that was connected to you. So she wasn't your wife. But in that moment, God said, I want to be your real. Okay. So she had to come and she said, I'm going to sit with you until you go back to the place where you can identify yourself because you're supposed to be leading and not following. God made you address self. And, and that's what I'm saying. So I'm so blessed to be in the room with y'all. It's like, off camera, man, we laugh, we joke, man, we do our thing. But then, like, we yeah. break it down. Like, man, we have to identify where we are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you were talking about Cordell earlier. It's like, man, like, I kid you not, man, last weekend, man, worship. Man, we brought you up. And I definitely want to get your flowers right here, bro. Yeah, you got to. The example you make on his life, man, want to bring me to tears, bro. Yeah, bro. The example that you are leading in his life and the story you shared today, man, he wouldn't have his identity if you weren't walking who God calls you to be right now. Bro, that's so crazy. The man who brought the tears, man, what he said was, man, he said, Brian never forced me to come to church. But he had my back and he loves me and he keeps pouring into my life. But it wasn't. It wasn't the fact. But like, but like, bro, like, I said, man, I want to give you your flowers right here. Man, it made it made me want to cry. The man was in tears, bro. Like, literally, he was sharing, man, his testimony. Yeah. And man, his struggles, man. But he was saying, man, were, he said, man, he has got my back. He never gave up. He never gave up on me. Right. And he said, and, and man, the, the beautiful part about it is, like, when you take religion out the room, right. the man says he was never pushing me to come to church. So for somebody like didn't grow up in church every Sunday once we got older, man, it touched me because it's saying, man, it's still some people I know that I didn't. I don't have to take you to a building to show you the love of Christ. Thanks. And man, when I saw him over there, bro, right. and for you to share that story, hey man, it's like, like I said, man, it made me tear up because 
the identity of love, man, I don't, his sisters couldn't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. His own father couldn't do it. There was a man mm-hmm. that identified there's a way I must walk. Right. And I want my cousin, someone next to me, to walk this way. And man, the dude, like, man, you changed life for him. He's going to be a mighty man of God because you recognize your identity. And you begin to share with him who his identity is. And man, so, bro, I, I thank you for that because yeah. I would have missed that moment right. if so, if you wouldn't have been there sharing with him what his identity is. Right. That's amazing, bro. And I didn't even know we were going to come here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to go there, bro. My bad. We should have got some tissue in the room. My bad. I didn't even know we were going to go there. I appreciate that, though. Like, yeah, for real. For real. Oh, man, I'm going to post that if I had to give you that. And I guess since we just giving flowers around here, bro, I gotta thank Brian again too because, like, <laughs> just love um, the thing that he's doing with the community as far as like y'all might not know. Brian got us in a group message, uh, like a group message, like trying to show us how to properly be men, right. like not males of God, but men of God, right. right? And so, like, even like the beauty in this room, bro, like. Yeah, we are ch- we are children of God, but we are called to be men of God as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what's misconstrued in the world now. Like we don't have enough men, mm-hmm. and like what Tony Evans was saying, we really don't, bro. And what happens is you create damaged family, you create damaged women, you create damaged children, damaged sons, damaged daughters, just because you didn't ju- uh, choose to be a man in a relationship. Yeah. Now, not just a man in a relationship, a man in the world, bro. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that's not in our intermediate relationship that we are called to minister to, to call to mm-hmm. be a father figure to. Right. It's a lot of fathers that's not fathers. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And so it's the beauty in that. And right. I feel like it's the beauty in us recognizing that. You know, because right. like I said, it's a thing that we don't always see. We tend to like just all, well, it's all right. It's all right. But no, you gotta identify that, recognize it, and address it. Like you said, mm-hmm. you gotta address it. You gotta address it. I think what what was really uh, first. I thank you as well. Oh man, <laughs> I appreciate you. We're trying to be husbands out here. Now. <laughs> right. All right, all right. And and it's crazy you said that because as of right now, I'm walking in there. Right. I have a fiance. We're about to get married. So as of right now, if God hasn't done anything, He has. Brighten my vision when it comes to being a man and a husband. Yeah. But I tell you, every morning is Ephesians five. I'm mm-hmm. like Lord, like, and I'm like, and and, and it was to the point where I'm like, Lord, like, there's been times where the Lord's like, I right, studied it, go back over. <laughs> right. But it's been like every morning, he's like, go back over, go back over, go back over, and I'm like. Why he's like so? Therefore, you can know your identity within this marriage. Yeah. I need you to know this. The only way that you would be able to lead her is through the Holy Spirit and through me. Is it? That is the only way. When it comes to any argument, how to handle her, how to handle the kids, anything that's in the house, you have to come to me, and that's the reason why I'm giving you that. So therefore, you don't forget it. Right. Because yeah. it be so many times you live in your life and and. And, and bro, <laughs> it's crazy because he gave it to me seven days in a row, and on day eight I forgot. <laughs> I'm like, man, okay, Lord, I see why you said it. I'm saying like, all right, but it's it's a reason why because because the Lord is like, we need we need that. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about uh, Romans twelve and two, and I, it's it's basically what is what is what is it. Uh, renewing your mind right mm. oh yeah uh, 
Do not be conformed to this world, but be right. transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Exactly. So every morning, it's like the Lord is like, I need you to refresh that, so therefore you would know who you are within this marriage. Right. I want to, something else I wrote down yesterday, um, and it says, identity is such an it is such an issue right now because everything is trying to be redefined the thing that god has already given definition to mm-hmm. and i just thought that was so vital because as of right now it's so my fiance came up to me sarita came up to me and said my little cousin is 11 years old and a little girl came in and said y'all don't call me she call me daddy when I heard that, I was like, wait, what? And so, I'm sitting here like, bro, like, it's to the point with social media, it's just, everything is, 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 is so messed up right now when it comes to identity that we have people that don't want to be a man or a woman. They want to be they. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, bro, like, that's why it's so vital like 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 what i said for us to have these talks right now right. for us to realize who we are as men for us for me to be for the for, for the lord to use me and be like send this in the group to get yeah. the group chat create a group message so these men need to know so yeah. therefore it's, it's like a ripple effect like if i throw a rock in the water and, and all those and everything that ripple from that i'm just like okay if i can touch tj if i can touch cordell right. if i can touch justin let it let it let it just go and the lord just like I, i'm gonna use you to do that and i'm just like okay lord but the lord just like i need you to be focused on who i am first mm-hmm. ephesians 5 and then that's when you this then that's when yeah. all that go but yeah um i think something that oh, came to mind we already kind of touched about it touched on it but is the idea that men don't want to submit under anybody like we expect Ooh, women to submit to us and you know to you know, do whatever it is we say kind of thing, but nobody wants to be submitted to Christ. Mm-hmm. No man wants because that's really where the authority is. Going mm-hmm. back to Ephesians one once again, like everything that we are designed to walk in is by being at the feet of Christ. Right. And you only experience that power and authority when you're submitted at the feet of Christ. Right. So if you are not aligning yourself, there's no like. That's why you know what I'm saying. A woman's not gonna want to submit to a man that's not submitted to God because there's no direction. He's not going where he's supposed right. to go. He's not on the path that's set before him. Right. So it's like, why would I bring what I'm going through into into what you're going through when yeah. you clearly don't know what you're going through? Like you, right. you know, all over the place are not aligned with where you're supposed to be. Right. Um, and that's what that requires submission. That requires you know recognizing. Right. I don't have all the answers. That, right. You know, as strong as I may try to put on like I am or right. thinking that I have, like, no, I need God. Like, I need him right. to direct my path because he created me. You talked about, um, right. I forget exactly what you said, but I thought about, you know, being like the potter and the clay uh, analogy in Isaiah. is like, he created us. He is the potter. We are the clay. We are molded into who he designed us to be. Because when a potter molds something, they mold it with a purpose. They mold, you know, a bowl or a cup or whatever it is. Like, there's a purpose that comes within that, right? And I think so often we don't want to submit to the molding of God. Right. And then we try to figure out who it is we are when he already gave us a purpose. And we just, right. you know, we're right. fighting it. Or we don't want to uh, do what he said it is we're supposed to do. Or we don't want to go that way. Like, or I think one thing for me that I've, I've been walking through in the past probably year, year and a half is... Um, being working in a place that I didn't think I was going to work in or that I didn't yeah. want to work. Like I had plans for myself to 
you know, be in a big city, New York, Boston or whatever, and I was going to do my thing out there, blah, blah, blah. And the Lord was like, no, I need you here. And for the longest, I fought it. Like, I didn't want to interview for the longest. I put it off for the longest, all this type of stuff. And then where I'm at now ended up giving me an opportunity that was just so much better than what I even wanted for myself. And it took so long for me to to even submit to it because I didn't want to submit to it. Like, I wanted to like, no, God, this is where I want to go. This is where I want to be. It lines up with, you know, all the plans that I have for my own life. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not what's best for us. And I think that's that's the hard part about submitting is recognizing that what you think is best for you Mm -hmm. is not what's best for you. And that God, because he molded us and created us, he has all those answers and put all of that in us prior to our first day on this earth. Mm -hmm. Like everything that you're supposed to walk in, your perfect plan, like the perfect plan for your life was already started and finished before you touched, like touched down on earth. Predestined. You know, it was predestined. Like, and I think we, we lose sight of that or we know it and still fight it. And then that's why you see so many men that aren't submitted to Christ right. because they don't believe it. They don't believe in who they were called to be or purposely choose not to, not to walk in. You think about Jonah, like Jonah was given, like you need to go to this, uh, these people in, I forget the the name of the people, but you know, give them a word. Yeah. And he went the complete opposite way. Right. And messed up everybody that was on that boat. They were caught in a storm and they're like, What's going on? And Jonah knew he was like, I'm not walking in the purpose that God is giving me. <laughs> That's right. why everybody is in the storm right now. Right. Right. And they threw him off. Because right. like when you're not walking in your purpose, you mess up everybody else around right. you. Right. Oh my but on the opposite right. side of that, when you walk in your purpose, everybody around you, you get, is blessed. Right. That's you know right. what I'm saying? So uh Lost my train of thought, but that's why, <laughs> that's why it's so important to be so good, bro. Right, right, right. Everybody, it's it's about much more than just you. Like our black, like everything we go through, like the bad things we go through, the good things we go through. It's all about more than just right. you. And I think yeah. sometimes we lose sight of that, and um, that's another reason people don't want to submit because it's like if I submit to this, this isn't what I want. They right, don't right. think about how it affects everybody right. around them. But um, I think this is something else Tony Evans has brought up is like the idea that we have our own gardens. We have our own <laughs> spheres. Of like he placed Adam in a garden and told him to cultivate it, told him right. to name the animals. Like he had purpose and authority and responsibility where he was. Right. Yeah. And so many men don't want to take care of their own garden. So they, they wander elsewhere and leave everything nice. that they would already given the responsibility and authority for. And they leave it to ruin. Right. Um, So we just have to just keep that in mind that we've all been given places of authority. We've all been given and placed in, like we brought up Cordell. Like Cordell has placed you specifically, Brian, in um, your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like because you are that figure for him that's, you know, molding him and building him up. And then even like, you know, the fact that we all, you know, are in this room now. Like three four months ago, we didn't know each other like that. Right. And now you see how God is working, how, right. you know, our our gardens, our spheres of influence could connect and come together so that we can be here in this moment and um, building each other up, but also building up those around us. And then anybody that gets an opportunity to hear this through the podcast, you know, whatever, whatever comes of it. But like, there's all, he's always working in the spheres of influence that he's placed us in. So as long as we are willing to submit and and walk in the authority that he's given us. That's true. That's so true. I think one of the big things too is like just constant the verse. I think it's John, uh, three and thirty, is he must increase but I must decrease. decrease. Mm-hmm. And that's like it's like the Ephesians five. That must be a that must be an everyday thing. Thanks. It, it can't. And I think we have to remind like even now because I've been married as well as divorced. 
But when you're out of position, see, like, somebody in the world can be out of position, it's okay. But when you're out of position and God has called you, man, right. you, like, the effects of it is different. Right. It, it's totally different. But I think the thing, too, is, like, anybody that listens, anybody that hears this, the biggest thing is that it's never too late. Yeah, it's, never, it's never too late to turn around. It's never too late to start saying, God, I truly need you to increase, right. but I just need your help with the decreasing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because in all actuality, everything that, that the devil offered Jesus in the wilderness, he could give it to him. Mm-hmm. I think that's the part, like, we don't get here preached, we don't get taught, like, yeah. what he was promising he could give. Yeah, yeah. But man, Jesus recognized in that moment that he said, I'm not going to swap out, borrow. For eternal. Yeah. You were just ruling and reigning for a moment. Right. So why would I swap about borrow right. time mm. for eternal time? Like it's it's like they don't even match. But this is what I'm saying, the world we live in now, like social media. You have people swapping out their identity for a moment. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you like kids are dying early. Like, man, if you make it to your thirties now, it's like, it's man, I hit thirty. Yeah. Thirty five, like we live at thirty five, like it's old now. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the outlook of the world now. Like forty million straight 40 like you're 60 right. because we keep trying to swap out borrow time for eternal time and it just don't add up they're not yeah. the same not. so i'm gonna stop i'm gonna swap out being a man for a day or a she for a day because i think life is just so long i heard this pass on um instagram not long ago he said some of us are walking around like we're strong he said but the truth is a lot of us where we think we're strong and we just become numb and i was like oh when he said when he said that i was like what Man, it messed me up because I recognized that someone like, man, my relationship with my father was what I thought it would be. And that was the thing I was missing. That was the key that I was missing all this time. But it wasn't until, like, man, my mid-20s and God gave me, like, so long you will hold on to this thing that was missing. But it was a thing that now has made you who you are. So you can't even speak of it in a negative way. Because now... You can identify with. There's no excuse. Right. Yeah. There's no excuse to not be great. Mm-hmm. There's not an excuse you can give not to be great or to be your best self, because the word tells us that he must increase, but I must decrease. So that means my circumstances have to decrease right. to God's increase that's in me. Mm-hmm. And most yeah. of the time, people don't know what's on the inside of them, so you can't increase. It's like you said about the power of the clay. That clay is being decrease to itself so you can increase and mold it to what you've called it to be right. and, then, and so and that's the beautiful thing about life that's the beautiful thing about us coming to this room because we all have to do that thing in our lives we all have a garden that we have to mend mm-hmm. but oftentimes what we do is we go to someone else's garden and we begin to mess it up <laughs> we do it's what like like i can even worse so powerful one time about like he's trying to get it like if you notice like in our lives he's trying to get us back to our original state mm-hmm. we've been called to be gardeners mm-hmm. Like we have, he's called us to mend the ground. Right. But the thing about it is, like, oftentimes we get out of position. So what we do is we go into the intercourse of other people's garden and begin to step on flowers and petals and step on the soil. And we have this huge field in our lives that never gets developed. So you see why you walk, see a guy walking around. You know those people you used to go to the club? Yeah. This guy at the club every weekend. Right. This girl at the club every weekend. You look back at the club now, they're still there. Right. Exactly. They're walking around in this garden that's not theirs. And what the enemy does, he says, hey, come in, hey, come, hey, come to my garden. And he lets you come. The first place that he ever distracted man was in man in the man's own garden. Mm-hmm. He got kicked out of a garden. He was called to rule and to reign. All because he stepped outside the will of God in one moment. And look how it changed the trajectory of every human's life. Mm-hmm. One man of God called, chosen, knew his identity, decided to do something different in the moment. 
circumstances change. Change trajectory of the whole entire being of men and women. So, so, so what I'm saying, I get, I understand why the world can be lost. Cause man, like we just sit here and think about that for a moment. Man, that's scary. The choice I make today can change the ripple effect for someone's entire life. What would Cordell be if you didn't take out that time and that moment? See what I'm saying? Could he been that young guy that's at the club that got shot in the wrong place, wrong time, not seeking the right thing, you know what I'm saying? And it's just all because of so we because we don't make that the right choice. How how much blood will we have on our hands because we won't walk into the authority that's been given to us? And it's just like when I was reading, I had never heard this before with Samson. I just thought me slept with Delilah, you know, mm-hmm. got a hair, got a scab pulled back, right. you know, <laughs> you know that. That's, that's, that's the way it <laughs> <laughs> got, got a scab pulled back, hair cut off, you know, man, my boy gone. That's what I'm thinking, you know what I'm saying? That's all I knew until I started reading for myself. Right. And the beautiful part about it is like, man, she had tricked him three times before that. Yeah, she did. Three different times, three different, and then I think about it, he would never give up the secret. Right. Because he wanted to be married mm. to a woman and got hit, man, Moses had come, God had come say, hey man, I don't want y'all married to this group of people. But because he wanted to go his own way, he was under the power of God. He couldn't kill him. Yeah. Under the power of God. Day after day after day, Delilah began to nag this powerful man of God. He handed his life over to someone lesser because he was out of position. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Listen, he was in power, could not be killed. Right. So he handed his life over to someone that was lesser. And this is the thing about it. And he knew she wanted to kill him. He just handed it over because he said, I refuse to do what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. He had identified it. He knew he could pray to God. Right. There was two prayers he prayed in the Bible that shows that it tells about. It. He may have prayed more. There's just two that's written. The one that he came out, the one battle he was thirsty, he asked God to give him water. Mm-hmm. And next when he when he uh I think the the post of the building, he mm-hmm. knocked those down. Mm-hmm. God answered him. But the other part I never heard a preacher, I just read it said when they cut his hair off, when you read the scripture it said it started growing back. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even kill the anointing that was on the slide. Right. You couldn't kill it. So we have to remind people that man your identity can't be taken mm-hmm. unless you forfeit it. And you, and the only way you forfeit it is not by walking in it. Right. Like the identity that Christ gives you, man, it cannot even be that's like that's how strong your identity is. It can't be forfeited. It can't be bought. But you have to choose, man, every day. Man, Ephesians 5, I got to be there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got to like, I got if I don't want my marriage to be handed over, I mean, I, I, I wish that before I got married and made that mistake, I wish I could have brought something different to the table. But even now, God is saying, like, Walter, the thing about it is, you could give all your successes, and everyone in the room may be able to use one. But for every failure that you've had, they can use all 10, all 20, all 30. Mm-hmm. Because there are 20, 30 different ways not to go. Mm-hmm. So what all of us bring to the table, I know it's, I know it's coming soon when they spark. It's like, where, where have we failed? Right. Where, ha- where are these broken men? Where have we molded this world around us? And like, man, my hand was out of position. Mm-hmm. I was out of place. And now the things around me are just as broken as I am. Right. Because I'm out of position. Right. And bro, this just a, it's kind of just what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, look, it got me excited, bro. It got me excited because it shows the work of the enemy, right? Right. And so this is why I say it shows it because the enemy cannot change the identity that God gave us, mm-hmm. but he can blind us to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
So he can like, I can't change what God has called on your life. Right. But what I can do, I can keep your eyes closed mm-hmm. to it. So right. you can never walk into it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You now you can just walk the world blindly. And right. that's really what he tends to do is because he knows the power that we have. Okay. He's like, if he ever walks into what God called him to, yeah. I can't control this man. Right. So um, let me like let me just try to close his eyes enough. <laughs> just enough. Yeah, just enough. Just you enough. know what I'm saying? Like even if he got a he opened a little bit, I just want him squinting. I don't want him to be Full to the vision that God has in my life. And another thing that y'all, you were saying that remind me, both you and just were saying that remind me of, it's so, we don't see it this way, but it's so much power and submission. We don't see it that way though. Mm-hmm. As men, mm-hmm. we think, well, not all men, but as, <laughs> men, but as men, we think that I gotta be strong. I can't right. submit. I can't right. submit. But even what you were saying, like as women, like, I don't, I don't want a woman to follow me if I can't submit to the Lord. Right. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because now I can't be led. I'm showing you I can't be led. And then, how, then if I do lead you, I'm not going to lead you down a good path. Right. I'm going to lead you somewhere that you ain't going to want to go. Because I have no direction. Okay. So this is where my direction is coming from. How can I lead my family if I can't follow the Lord? You can't. You can't. And it's power and submission. We think that it's no strength in submission. But that's what the enemy wants us to see. He wants us to think that there's no strength and submission. But it's actually showing more power to saying, Lord, I decrease myself so you can increase. Amen. That's power in there. Amen. Most definitely. Because now I'm going against my pride and will that's t- that the world <laughs> told me that, look, you got to stay strong. You got to grind for this. You got to do this. Right. Nah, what if the Lord tell you? Nah, I don't want you. I want you to sit still. Right. Be still. Sit still. Sit right there. Sit right there. Right. And let that, I want you to marry me. Right. But your, in, your inside, like, Lord. What you been trying to do? What you been trying to do? It's like, what you've been trying to do. We're exactly trying to go over. We're trying to like do this. We're trying right. to like have bring all these things to the table. Right. And, and so in all in all actuality, there's this identity. Even with some women, like like this man's supposed to take care of me, man. Like in all actuality, like God is really the provider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But so if and we do it because we've been trying to allow people to come to us first. Mm-hmm. We said our grandfathers do. Our fathers do, like we go to them first. Because we we haven't been taught to say like man God will provide and so we're just provisionaries right. of the vision of God of what He provides we're just provisionaries from that yeah. and so it's so, but He he said I said I want you to trust in me so much I'll give you the hundred percent and you just give me that ten back I'll, I'll, and I'm still gonna bless the team so listen He said I'm gonna give you I'm gonna provide the one hundred right. I'm gonna give you the one hundred He said I, I I believe in myself first. And who I called you to be set. Mm-hmm. I want you to give me the 10 back and watch how I bless the 10. I, if I bless the whole 100, you wouldn't want to come to heaven. Right. <laughs> so I got to bless 10 because I got an eternal place for you to come to. Right. And, the, and as you was talking, it came to me so clear, man. My men and women not walking in our identity. How often do you miss the love of your life? You're praying to God I want a husband. Praying to God I want a wife. But I won't decrease so that he can increase. And I keep missing him. I keep, I keep missing when my moment comes. I'm missing my mm-hmm. moment to marry the woman that wants to be married. Right. But I'm not submitted. And there's areas of life where she's not submitted. So here we are. We passing each other. Right. Passing each time. She just went through the worst breakup of her life. Right. I just went through my divorce, whatever the case may be. And like I say, when the person like, like y'all supposed to meet this time, but so y'all so broken. Right. From not that's a, that's a decreasing, so that I can increase in you, and so you missing it. Right. Like y'all, you are missing the all the lovey dovey stuff you want. You're missing that. And let's be honest, we've all dated someone at some point. And if I actually, I was like, we missed it. In some of those places, we had an overstay. 
We stayed entirely too long. Like, I'm sure like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just I'm I'm saying, I'm I'm saying, I'm 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 i I'm I'm i and now, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm at the point now, like, hey, she can't pray. No, I, what can we do? Like, you don't even know how to pray. Like, what can we, if you're scared to pray out loud, I mean, uh, man, it's no need for us to go on a date. Like, you're scared to pray out loud. Like, where we at? Because, like, now you've identified with who you are. Man, why would you settle for anything less yes, yes. when you know who you are? Right. And we, and, and people love to think that they convert. Right. Man, I wish I had, I, I wish. We had that much power, we don't. Mm-hmm. Like, just think about it. when we were walking out in our worldly life, man, somebody could, man, your own mama could convert you to the church. Remember, right. all the prayers she prayed right. could convert right. you. Somebody had to say, man, I got faith in God, and one day he's going to turn around. They got my baby, going to turn around. You had, they had to put faith in God that they're going to turn around. Mm-hmm. And so, man, like, you can't convert somebody to a form of decreasing. It's a submission that must take place right. inside of that person, like you said. It's something on the inside of me say, I got to submit. Mm-hmm. I got to submit to decreasing if I really want to increase. Yeah. And that's what it takes, man. That's the beautiful part about this. Like, all of a sudden, we're going to take time in our day. Like, man, Brian bought equipment else for himself that he's going to do his own thing with. But he was like, God, this must be you. Like, right. I ain't going to get off the ground by myself. I'm, I'm going to start now. That's the end of another amazing episode. I uh, just want to give another shout out to my friends Walter, TJ, and Bryant for taking the time out of their day to just sit with me and just have a conversation about manhood, identity, authority, submission, um, and everything else we got an opportunity to touch on. Uh, with that being said, I'm still working on a couple episodes, um, still working on lining up some special guests as well. So stay tuned for what's next with Kids Need Grace. Um, Thank you just for being a part of this. If you're on uh, YouTube, can you please like, subscribe, share with a friend. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a review, five-star review. Um, Just let me know what you think. And uh, feel free to hit me up on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, wherever the case may be, with any uh, recommendations you have for topics you want to hear or um, prayer requests, whatever the case may be, hit me up. I feel free to... Um, Just reach out and I'll promise I'll do my best to get back to you. So with that being said, uh, stay tuned. We got a lot on the way and I hope to uh, see you for episode four. Peace.